Welcome to Industry Leaders Journey, where we explore the lives and careers of conscious leaders who are making a positive impact on this world while they transform the supply chain and procurement business. My name is Su Shem. Sujana Zhu leads the manufacturing and supply chain operations of the Hershey Company. Since the beginning of the pandemic, Hershey's has delivered a remarkable $500 million in growth just in the U.S. This is a good testimony of what a resilient manufacturing and supply chain looks like. Susanna is also an avid dancer. I would say she could be a contender for the American TV show Dancing with the Stars. We'll get to hear how these dance steps inspired her to lead a purposeful life. Now, let's begin the journey. All right, Sujana, thank you so much for being here with me. I have been waiting for this, as you know, from the beginning. Thank you for having me. You know, the reason I've been waiting for you to join our podcast is, uh, I have to say, you are one of the most delightful and sweetest <laughs> executives that I know. It's maybe really related to, you know, what you make at your company, but you're really, really del delightful. So I really love to share your stories with our listeners. Let's start with uh, your current role, where you are currently at Hershey. Yeah, so uh, thank you for having me. I truly have one of the best jobs on the planet. Uh, so I currently lead our U.S. manufacturing and supply chain organization for the Hershey Company. Uh, I joined Hershey back in 2015 as a chief procurement officer. And prior to that, I was with PepsiCo and United Technologies and different companies. But uh, yeah, so I work in the sweetest place on earth and I have the privilege to lead our manufacturing and supply chain organization for our U.S. team. So if we don't get that kisses on the shelf in Walmart, it's your fault, right? <laughs> well, if we don't get the kisses on a shelf, uh, let's hope that never happens. It is probably somewhere in the supply chain we had uh, expected disruption. Yes. Right. I personally have this uh, special feeling about Hershey and Kisses because when I was young, I was in Korea. I was a grade uh, eight. That's when I had like Kisses and that chocolate symbolized the love, the Valentine chocolate. <laughs> so yes. I have this personal memory and that's why I'm like so fascinated about this company and the fact that I know exactly working there. I can just wait to hear more about what's happening in there and just about the company and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, Hershey, as you probably know, this year we celebrate 127 years of history. Uh, our company was funded by Milton Hershey 27 years ago, right here in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And Hershey Kisses is one of the most iconic products that we make. And it's actually made right down the road from where I live at our West Hershey factory, mm -hmm. where almost 80 million Hershey kisses every day. Uh, one of the things that really drew me to the Hershey company is both the iconic brands, the wonderful products, and also our mission and our value as an organization. We believe in shared goodness, create moments of goodness. And, you know, every Hershey kiss represents love, represents care, represents, you know, a gift that we want to share with our loved ones. And then, you know, for my job, it's really cool that I get to create or help create the moments of goodness and make a difference and help the company to, you know, provide that um, happy moment for our consumers every day. 
I mean, your children must feel so special about your, your job. It's like, you know, first of all, easy to tell. Like, what does your mom do? She makes kisses. <laughs> she makes, yeah, yeah, she works at the Hershey Chocolate Factory. Yes. That's so cool. And actually, tell me a little bit about that, your founder. Um, last time you told me he created this school, right? Yeah, so Milton Hershey funded the Milton Hershey School, which again, is right here in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Is the largest residential education institution for underprivileged children. We have over 2,000 students in the school um, from K through 12, and these are children who would otherwise struggle because of their family situation. Um, so the school was started for orphan boys, and today um, we have uh, kids from all uh, different parts of the United States coming here. They get to live with house parents. They're, the house parents' full-time job is to take care of them. Uh, they get to go to school. Um, everything from education, healthcare, uniforms, everything is provided for. Uh, and a huge part of the Hershey Company's profitability goes to the Hershey Trust, and that goes to, and the trust fund the school. I remember you told me uh, one of the students who uh, became the CEO of Hershey later. We actually have had a lot of very famous alumni. And a couple of years ago, I also uh, get to work with one of the students. She was uh, she came to Milton Hershey School when she was very young. And then she had graduated from Milton Hershey School and went on to University of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. for a business degree. So a lot of inspirational stories. Yeah, that must make you feel really proud. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the COVID and how was your life last year or so, especially dealing with this really important product. First of all, I heard that you guys did amazing quarter and the earning was great. And um, so COVID effect was, I think, a positive rather for the business itself. But I'm sure behind the scene, you know, you're responsible for manufacturing operation and the supply chain delivery. There must have been big challenge. So tell us a little bit more about your experience with the COVID last year. Well, so I think you're absolutely right. We have seen supply chain disruptions over the last, gosh, coming on 15 months now. As I reflect on how we managed the COVID challenges, I would say a few things really helped us. Number one, first and foremost, is focusing on people, especially our frontline employees. Um, So as an organization, we aligned on people first, employee well-being first, both their physical well-being as well as their financial well-being, right? So when you think about the physical well-being, um, when, you know, about a year ago, when there was a shortage of mask supply, we actually invested in our own uh, capacity for employees as well as for their families and for the communities. Uh, we implemented very quickly safety protocols, temperature scans, um, you know, social distancing with, you know, plants mm-hmm. to make sure that we keep employees safe. And the financial well-being part is as we think about how we continue to support our employees and the communities where we do business in, and also our uh, suppliers, how do we continue to operate, uh, provide job security, and provide you know, the business opportunity to uh, our entire supplier community? Mm-hmm. So I think, again, people first is one thing that I think really help us navigate the challenges. And then the second part, as I think about supply chain, is really um, the need for faster decision making, right? So every day we get new data, 
uh, both from a demand perspective as well as from a supply perspective. Mm-hmm. So how do we quickly get all the data points together and make the right decision with our cross-functional teams, right? So, you know, we have our marketing team, uh, we have our consumer insights team, we have our sales team, and of course the supply chain team Mm -hmm. uh, together making decisions quickly and really understanding what are the priorities that we need to focus on from a people perspective, from a consumer perspective, from a customer perspective, from an employee community perspective. We are not perfect, but we feel good about, you know, all the different things we have done to enable the growth. That's great. So actually you mentioned that data and making the fast decisions. So that is perfect segue for me to ask you about that digital transformation. So I believe you are in the middle of S4 transformation, right? We are, yes. So we are in the process of S4 HANA transformation. I think COVID certainly accelerated digital transformation for many companies. Mm-hmm. For us specifically, how do we bring in the consumer insights and bring it in in a way that we can action against? Mm -hmm. How do we link um, the demand signals from our customers and understand the visibility of supply chain, whether it's inventory visibility, right? So both in our plants, in our DCs, you know, customer DCs, and also at retail shelves. How do we understand labor availability, right? So especially as we address some of the COVID impact, we need to dynamically plan our labor uh, to run our operations, uh, transportation logistics, right? So how do we track where the transportation uh, service providers are in terms of delivering our products? How do we prioritize our limited at times, right, um, supply to the different channels? So I think those are all Uh, decisions that we could not have made without some of the tools that we put in place. So the fact that you have been ahead of a digitalization transformation journey, it gave you help. We thought we were ahead, although I don't know. I think, you know, we are still in the middle of S4 HANA and we really hope that uh, the new capability that we build through this process will help. Yes, great. Okay, now, um, I also want to talk about the sustainable sourcing aspect. Congratulations on that commitment for science-based uh, target uh, announcement. and uh, initiative. So tell me a little bit more about that. What, what does yeah. that So mean? earlier this year, we announced our 2030 goal to reduce our environmental footprint and also address climate changes. Mm-hmm. So the goals we set um, are science-based targets are to reduce our emission and also to keep warming to 1.5 centigrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for us, we will continue to invest in renewable energy and land use initiatives. Um, so we are targeting 100% of our plastic packaging to be recyclable, reusable, or compostable by 2030. Mm-hmm. We also announced a no deforestation policy. So some of the specific goals um, we said to reduce our absolute scope one and scope two emission by more than 50% mm-hmm. and also our absolute scope three emission by 25% by the year 2030. And these are all based on our 2018 baseline. So that's you know what we have announced recently. Um, So let me maybe just highlight a couple of examples. One is um, uh, during Earth Week, we announced two clean energy partnerships 
uh, to develop solo projects in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So these projects that uh, we announced on Earth Day will generate significant clean power uh, in North Carolina and Texas. So those, that's where the two projects are. So that's one example. The other example that I want to highlight is uh, what we call green teams, right? So as I think about driving change through the Hershey organization, uh, we want to engage all of our employees to own this uh, every single day. So green teams are really employee, uh, small groups of folks that get together, align on a mission, a specific scope of projects, uh, whether it's around energy use, whether it's around zero landfill mm-hmm. uh, from our factory to the managing our waste stream. So right now we have many green teams that's organized by our employees, focusing on different areas that's driving the progress every single day. It's like a grassroots green team. That's right. That's That's so cool. All right. So now I want to ask you about a responsible sourcing program that you guys have, and particularly the Cocoa for Good program. So it's chocolate company. Of course, we have to talk about the cocoa. (laughs) I would say, you know, Hershey Company is the original purpose-driven company. We have been focused on cocoa sourcing, cocoa sustainable sourcing for over 100 years, right? So about three years ago, we announced a program called Cocoa for Good. The program has several elements. One is we are committing to invest half a billion dollars by 2030 to nourishing children in cocoa-growing communities, to elevate youth in cocoa-growing communities, to preserve natural ecosystems, as well as build prosperous communities as we think about the entire cocoa supply chain. So we're not doing this alone. We are doing this with our supplier partners. We are doing this with many other partners along the supply chain. And the program is very much multifaceted to reduce climate impact as well as addressing poverty. There are different KPIs that we have set for the program. There are KPIs around increasing access to nutritious food and farmer families. And there are KPIs around eliminate child labor Um, The KPIs that we put in place to economically empower women Mm -hmm. in local communities, as well as increasing agroforestry and shade grow cocoa. So it's a holistic program that we are very proud as a way to continue our commitment or, you know, cocoa sourcing origin countries and communities. Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk about actually your career a little bit more and back to your journey. I remember you showed me this beautiful journey map. Yeah, so I was born and raised in China. So I came to the U.S. to study, um, gosh, 20 some years ago now. So after school, I was fortunate enough to join United Technologies to be in their leadership rotational program. I spent a wonderful six years uh, at UTC until I got a call to join PepsiCo. And I joke with people, I said, you know, people say you join the army, see the world. And I joined PepsiCo and I saw the world. Tremendous 11 years with PepsiCo, uh, one of the best companies, especially in the CPG world. And then 2015, I joined the Hershey company. So if I reflect on kind of my journey in the last 20 some years, 
one common theme is always the importance of education. So I took advantage of every opportunity there is to learn about new areas of the business, whether it's formal training or informal training. Um, I took advantage of every opportunity to take on new roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, along the way, I met my husband and now we have two wonderful children together. So, uh, so life has been great. And I think, you know, for me, it's the growth mindset, the staying curious, staying humble, and always seek out the opportunity to learn that brought me where I am. And, um, you know, I actually have a finance background, but, uh, you know, supply chain and operations and procurement, commodity risk management, all of these somehow just happened uh, because I was curious about what's behind the numbers on the financial statement. Once I got into supply chain and I've just loved it and uh, I stayed. I see, I see. And you had this amazing purpose statement that something around your passion, the analogy yes. you're using. Tell me about this one. Yes, so I love dancing. So it feels like, you know, um, every little girl, there's probably a dancer in them. And I've been taking ballroom dancing lessons for many years. And uh, a few years ago, um, as part of the, the Hershey um, leadership teams, team building, uh, all of us came up with what's our purpose statement. And for me, it's dance through life's stops and inspire others to find their inner dance. So for me, dance um, just simplifies always learning new steps, dance to different music. Uh, you have to adapt your dance style to different partners, all the different stakeholders that we work with. You have to figure out how you uh, remain flexible and uh, dance with them. Uh, also, that for me, in uh, my current role, I have the ability to help others uh, figure out what's their passion and also inspire them to find their inner dance. Yeah, I love that. Life is like dance. So that analogy is every step and being flexible and dancing with others, always more fun. And also I want to touch upon this woman in leadership with you. I mean, her, she has a female CEO and Michelle Buck as a role model. Of course, you as a very prominent executive, especially in supply chain manufacturing, which is not common with many female top leaders. So what are you doing within your company to help other female employees to climb up? So I think, you know, Hershey is a tremendous company, right? As you said, we have our CEO and uh, we actually have many other uh, very senior female leaders. We have our chief growth officer, Christian Riggs. She's been extremely influential leader on the commercial side. We have our VP of marketing for our chocolate brand in the U.S. So she, again, I can count on many inspirational female leaders in the company. And as I look at supply chain, I would say you're right. We don't have probably as many female leaders. Uh, one thing that we have put in place about five years ago is women in supply chain mentoring pause. So what we started uh, back then was focused on women in supply chain. And we actually continue to evolve that program today as a program that's open to women mm-hmm. as well as people of color. Also want to ask you a little bit more about, so I don't know whether this might be your maybe the fulfilling project, but is there anything else you would like to maybe share that what has been your most fulfilling project or initiatives at work? No, I think the mentoring group program clearly is one of them. Now, 
Uh, a recent program that I worked on with our uh, manufacturing uh, team is a program what we call manufacturing helping hands. Mm-hmm. So given COVID, we just like everybody else, we are uh, facing uh, labor challenges, especially given strong demand, right? So our frontline employees have been working extremely hard. So manufacturing helping hands is essentially a program that gives everyone in the company the opportunity to come into the plant after you have completed safety training, food safety training, uh, to come in and be a you know operator uh, on the line uh, for anywhere between three days to a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it provides a helping hand to our manufacturing team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's really important is you build that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Uh, linkage between our frontline employees and our, you know, back office, not back office, our kind of a corporate staff mm-hmm. um, to know, folks know that we are all in this together and we are stronger together. And a lot of our staff learn so much about manufacturing. For example, one of our IS uh, IT managers who worked a whole uh, week in the plants actually came back and said, oh, now I really understand yeah. that labor scheduling software that I was working on, this is how it gets applied. So that really had brought the organization closer together during, you know, quite honestly, a very demanding time. Yeah, that's really good. I'm wrapping up here and I would like to ask you about what have been your guiding principles or mantras of your life? Yeah, so I think we kind of touched on some of them, right? One is For me, it's important to always stay curious, keep learning, and keep growing, Um, right? So there's so many things that I feel like we don't know, and I just want to learn it all, right? So I think that curiosity, that desire to learn um, uh, is something that I live by. Uh, The other piece is, you know, I always say, if something is worth doing, Mm -hmm. right, and do it now. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Time is one of the most, well, it is the most precious commodity, right? So when there's something that we believe is worth doing, let's, you know, do it the right way, but also let's focus on doing it now. That's something that I tell my children. Sometimes it works, other times uh, they don't listen. The part is giving back. You know, we are extremely fortunate to have the lives that we have. Um, and there are a lot of people who are less fortunate and I think COVID clearly even, you know, brought more awareness to that. So how do we think about giving back to our communities, to our fellow employees, to the various areas that, you know, you may be passionate about, to your church, you know, to areas that's hit really hard by COVID, right? So, so how do you think about giving back? And that's something that I remind myself all the time. And then the last piece is just always the value of relationships. You know, we come across all these different people, whether it's through work, whether it's through our personal lives, interactions like you and me through the uh, the, the think tank. These relationships define who we are. We learn from people that we have relationships with. We hopefully help people through these relationships. And, uh, and I think for me, it's, you know, people don't normally remember what you said, what you did but they always remember the relationship you formed and how you made them feel. So, so that's, you know, something that I always live by. Yes, I've been talking to you several times until now and always a consistent message and the values I learned from you. It's really good to hear that curiosity as well as that relationship part. 
I have to ask this question, otherwise my team would be all upset. Favorite chocolate or candies from Hershey? <laughs> what is my favorite? You can see probably from the background, KCAD is one of my favorite. Uh -huh. uh, I love our Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I love our Almond Joy and Mounds. Um, so Mounds is probably one, you know, top of the list right now. But uh, so it's essentially coconut patty coated with dark chocolate. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen that in Canada. Yeah, so I will have to uh, make sure you get some. Uh, so I <laughs> as supply chain work soon. Uh, but yes, so it's absolutely delicious. Okay, super. Um, many favorites. And by the time, you know, every time I think I have a favorites, our R&D team come up with a new innovation <laughs> and then I have a new favorites. So Yeah, well, you have to watch out how much you eat. <laughs> That's right. It's all about enjoying the goodness in uh, right portion. So this is my last question. Finish this sentence. I am optimistic. I am optimistic because I believe people were born good. You know, there's this Chinese literature that, you know, growing up, uh, it's like three characters. I think it was quoted by one of the, uh, the, the filmmakers who won an Oscar this year. So when people were first born, we were all born with goodness in our heart. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm optimistic because of that. Yes, we, we will keep sharing that goodness we are born with. Eh? <laughs> That's the message of a podcast today, the share the goodness. <laughs> Absolutely. I really enjoyed learning about Hershey's goodness today. I get the sense of excitement, sort of a kid in the candy store feeling, not just because we talked about a chocolate factory, but because I felt that culture of kindness and community connection. Maybe that's why Sujana is always delightful to meet with, since she shares that goodness and joy from her heart and from her workplace. It was a good reminder that people at birth are naturally good. How do you plan to share your goodness today? Thanks for joining us on this episode of Industry Leaders Journey. This series is produced by the Industry Value Chain team at SAP, where we are committed to making the world run better and improving people's lives. For more information and to access all of our podcasts, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Ariba.com.